This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Alaska, a vast remote wilderness twice the size of Texas. You could walk for a year without seeing another person in one of the most mysterious corners of the globe. Everything in your being is telling you to get the hell out of there. This is a place hundreds of times more deadly than the Bermuda Triangle. Oh my God. Stories of alien abductions. That was definitely something not from this world. The paranormal, vanishing airplanes, and strange beasts. Bigfoot could be anywhere in Alaska hiding out. Have haunted those who dare set foot here. Who's that? Now I feel like something's after me. In the last 30 years, 16,000 people have disappeared without a trace. In the vastness of this country, it's easy to be swallowed up in it. Witnesses tell us their shocking stories. I was horrified. And we've gathered some of the world's leading experts in their field. I wanted to go out and get the evidence myself and say, this is real. This stuff exists. To try and unlock the mystery of the Alaska Triangle. The extent of paranormal activity in the Alaska Triangle is staggering. Journey here and you're bound to get more than you bargained for. Alaska is one of the most haunted places on the planet. Apparitions come out of nowhere and then disappear again. For centuries, travelers have come here only to meet their untimely fate. In Alaska, the dead continue to haunt the living. The paranormal activity here is nothing new. 
It's bound up in the history of Alaska. The Alaska Triangle does seem to have a higher level of spiritual activity than other parts of the country. And I think in part, it's because of the history of the space. And the history of Alaska is one of mining. There's a lot of people who believe there are spirits that are not at rest, people who had died in cavens, and their spirits are still up here with us. Spirits that are not only here, but are reaching out, ever ready to taunt and terrify. What's your name? Are these ghosts the result of the triangle biting back? At the turn of the last century, settlers were lured to Alaska by the riches of the land. They came with one thing in mind, to make their fortune. Back then, Alaska was the last frontier. The men were tough and single-minded, and they set to work tearing into the earth in search of its precious minerals. A few did succeed and became rich, but many died in the process. Today, these old mines are alive with hauntings, and the old mining towns are now ghost towns. The old copper mine of Kennecott is perched high in the mountains of Wrangell St. Elias National Park. In 1916 alone, this one mine produced copper ore worth over $30 million. The wealth taken out of Alaska at that time was extraordinary. And by the 1930s, the value of the minerals that had been extracted was over three quarters of a trillion dollars. Now what's interesting is that today, the Alaska Triangle is one of the most haunted places in the United States, if not the entire world. Something really odd is going on here. The mine at Kennecott is renowned for its ghosts, but it's far from alone. There are haunted mines all over Alaska, and one of the most eerie and spectacular is Independence Mine. High up in the mountains of the Triangle, nestled in Hatcher's Pass, Independence Mine wasn't a copper mine. Here, they mined for the ultimate prize, gold. Author and historian Steve Levi has written extensively about gold mining in Alaska. The Independence Mine is the largest gold mine in South Central Alaska. It was started in 1906 by Robert Lee Hatcher. Hatcher was out hunting rabbits with his dog, fired at a rabbit, and the buckshot hit the side of a rock ledge and it opened up and he realized it was gold there. Once gold was discovered, mining started straight away, and then the mine grew and grew. We're talking about 200 to 300 employees. We are talking about maybe 20 miles of tunnels. It's a huge mine. The miles of tunnels ripped through the very fabric of the land and extracted millions of dollars worth of gold. Now it's totally deserted, except, so it's said, for ghosts. There have been a lot of tales of ghosts in the Independence Mine, and that's not unreasonable considering the number of men who probably died in the tunnels. These guys, they would go in with picks and shovels, and they would start pounding away at a rock wall. 
You'll think you're digging out a little rock and you'll pull it out and all of a sudden you'll get a collapsing of the tunnel. You'll get rocks falling on you, broken bones are not unusual, deaths are not unusual. Mining is a very dangerous enterprise. Independence Mine is now open to visitors. Christy Short is a guide here. She's lived in the area her whole life. Since she's been working here, Christy has experienced some strange goings-on in the mine buildings. Rumor has it that the paranormal activity is emanating from the top floor of the bunkhouse. Upstairs is creepy. We don't go up there. We, there's no reason for us to go up there. So when we do tours, we come on the second floor of the bunkhouse here, show people around, and then we head to the next house. So we just, we just stay out of there. That's not, not someplace you really want to go. Stories from the mine are now known even beyond Alaska. Jeff Richards is a paranormal investigator from Canada who's been researching the history of the site. At the top of Independence Mine, there's a room that not even those who work there today will go into. It's out of bounds. No one is permitted entry into this room because of the number of experiences that people have had over the years and how negative that they are. The last employee to go into the room has vowed to never return because of the presence that they felt in that space. They felt they were not alone at all. And I mean, it happens with good reason. As the story goes, in the early years of the mine, there was somebody who actually hung himself in that room. And perhaps that spirit persists and stays there even today. The rooms above the mess hall are also kept off limits to the public. Just recently, a guide was upstairs and heard footsteps coming up the stairs. He turned around to investigate and nobody was there. But he saw that the old clock, which hadn't worked in years, was now ticking. Even more strangely, it was going backwards. On another occasion, a guide was checking out the rooms. Nobody had keys except himself, and he was the last one to have been there. He noticed that on the table were some cards, and he looked closer and realized that they spelled out two words. Help me. But even more haunted than the mine buildings are the tunnels themselves. It's in the tunnels where the men worked and died. Here we go. For safety reasons, the mine tunnels are closed to the public. In fact, even Christy and the other guides rarely venture into them. So do I think that there are spirits down here? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's definitely something down here that I can't explain. I'm sure that the miners that were here left an impression, and I believe their energy is still here for sure. That's, that's absolutely true. It's not uncommon for hikers and visitors to report the sound of mining emanating from the shafts. Those men are still up here. They think they're still here mining away. And there are times when daring to go into these tunnels 
has led to not just an eerie feeling, but pure terror. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Across Alaska, there are mines left over from the gold rush. Men from many countries died here, and stories of ghosts are common. Thousands of people have gone missing here and died. This is where the spirits of the dead roam free. It has to be one of the most dangerous places on Earth. And nowhere is more haunted than Independence Mine at Hatcher's Pass. In fact, paranormal activity seems to also plague the surrounding area. Historian and author Steve Levi has been looking into a tragic story from 2019. To this day, unusual things happen around the Independence Mine. There was someone who was living in a hut near the mine, and one day he simply vanished. They really don't know what happened to him. He was just gone. The man was living alone in an isolated valley with no road access. When communication stopped, a flyby showed no sign of life at the cabin. A big search was undertaken for this missing man. The hut, it was in complete order, but there was no trace of him. And he had just vanished, never to be found again. Now that's just over the hill from the Independence Mine. Strange occurrences like this seem to be happening a lot in this area. But it's the ghostly sound of the miners that's the most commonly reported paranormal experience here. 
Kaiser Stenberg lives locally and has hiked around the mine many times. She's heard for herself the ghostly sound of the miners coming from deep within the mine shafts. It literally was like what you would hear in a movie, a pickaxe upon stone trying to chip away that rock to find gold. Those men are still up here. They think they're still here mining away. On one occasion, Kaiza was with her sister, and they both heard the blasting of rocks from deep underground. At first, I thought maybe there was an earthquake, and I looked at my sister, and we knew that this is not an earthquake. The type of rumble we were hearing was like the impact of something that had exploded, like someone used dynamite. And it was very unnerving. I'm pretty sure what we heard was the lingering presence of someone who was exploding dynamite. And that was pretty scary. I just got the, the very distinct feeling that we should not be there. In fact, it seems that strange occurrences around the mine are becoming ever more frequent. So there has been an increased number of hauntings happening up here, sightings, hearing things. One of the most disturbing stories comes from a young woman who was hiking in the region. She stopped to rest just outside of one of the shafts and began to hear a strange noise coming from somewhere in the area. She realized quickly that this was actually coming from inside of the mine shaft, and she thought this was somebody who was in distress, somebody who had had an accident. So she, she went to go see who was hurt. And she got further and further into the tunnel and it became more and more intense. But there was nobody there. There are spirits here. It's because of stories like this that Independence Mine is now known as one of the most haunted places in the Alaska Triangle. And it's this reputation that has attracted the attention of a local paranormal group called Alaska Ghost Hunters. The team have always wanted to investigate here. And now, for the first time, they've gained access to the old mine buildings. It's here that they think any spirits of the miners would reside. Lead investigator John Francis is convinced the buildings are haunted by souls that are lingering on. Well, there's a couple of reasons why spirits might linger. One is they're afraid of being judged. They could have done something in their life where they don't want to answer to. And another reason is they died so quickly that they don't even realize they've passed away. John is being joined on this investigation by his ghost hunting colleagues, Sarah Godfrey and Jamie Kokoska. Jamie's grown up with stories about the haunted mines. There are a lot of people who have wandered into this area and they never came back out. There are people who died very painful deaths or they're suffocated and basically died before their time. In the old bunk rooms, the team set up low-light video cameras to capture any movement. And they have specialist electronic sensors to detect unusual activity. If they do manage to communicate with the spirits, then they may be able to ascertain the reason behind their presence. But even before they finish setting up their equipment, there's a sign of some ghostly activity. The flashlight just turned on. <laughs> Hello. 
With no one touching it, the flashlight turned itself on. For ghost hunters, this is a recognized way for spirits to reach out. Is there someone in this room with us? If there's anyone in this room with us, you can talk to us through this box. This is a specially designed device called a spirit box that takes electronic signals from the air and passes them through word recognition software. In this way, the team believes that the spirits are actually able to talk to them. What country are you from? Um. The noise isn't clear, but slowly, words become discernible. What's your name? The words make no sense to the ghost hunters, but guide Christie has agreed to listen to the team's recording. And it's when she reviews the ghost hunters low light video recorded in one of the bunk rooms that the true significance of these words comes to light. Teacher? Teacher? Whoa. Oh my God, I'm shaking. Oh. We didn't seem to find any unusual electromagnetic activity. However, the spirit box seemed to be responding to us. Normally it makes a bunch of gibberish sounds, but there were some distinct words that did come out of the box. It was just kind of difficult to understand exactly what it was trying to tell us. The clearest sounds were recorded on the audio track of a low light camera that they'd set up in an old bunk room at the mine. We've sent this footage to paranormal investigator Jeff Richards. As a ghost hunter himself, Jeff is well-practiced in the use of these spirit boxes. In this clip, we see an investigative team, and they're using a device that moves through banks of words and draws them based on environmental readings that are being taken, electromagnetic frequency, temperature, humidity, different things. The idea is that spirit can manipulate the environment to draw out certain words. So we do hear the word teacher, And then we hear words that might be drunk, possibly bottle. Yeah, that's very interesting. I can clearly make out the word help. That's certainly what it sounds like to me. It's entirely possible though that these words are coming from different spirits. It's not uncommon to have two or three spirits try to communicate once that doorway of communication has been opened. Back at Independence Mine, Guide Christy Short is preparing to view the same footage from the ghost hunting team. With a good knowledge of the mine's history, if anyone can make sense of the words from the spirit box, it will be her. Is there someone in the room? Looks like they're in the bunkhouse. Teacher? Teacher? Whoa. Lake? Net. I heard net. Send your help. Send more help. Okay, so what I've heard so far is teacher outside net. Send more help. Wine. Drunk. The hair on my head is standing up right now. <laughs> this is so crazy. So I'm sitting literally in the teacher's desk. 
There were two teachers that taught here when the mine was open. There was Mr. Brown, and Mr. Brown, his demise is really sad. He actually, during the summertime, went to a fish trap, and he died. And there was the second teacher that was here, and his name was Mr. Dickey. And Mr. Dickey, he got caught under some ice and drowned. So both teachers that were teaching here at the mine died. I'm a little freaked out right now. Oh my God, I'm shaking. Oh. <laughs> The spirit box, I do believe that they give us a direct way to communicate with the dead. We can hear their voices coming through in a very direct way, and the Alaska Triangle could be the draw for spirit from the other side. Christie's been shaken by what appears to be references to the two teachers, but nothing has prepared her for what comes next. Hello. Out. What's your name? We have to go upstairs. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. This is crazy. Whew. Right here on the wall, it says holiday. He died July 1st, 1941. That's. That's really intense, actually. Why am I crying? So, um, yeah. Uh, I don't know anything else about uh, Mr. Holiday, but I know that this is here. The writing on the wall reads, Holiday, July 1st, 1941, died in the bullpen. Like, I'm shaking and like the hair keeps standing up on my head and on my arms and, I know I'm not cold. I'm wearing like two pairs of pants and <laughs> three shirts. <laughs> That's just bizarre. It's thought that Mr. Holiday died in this very room, known as the bullpen, possibly after sustaining an injury. The inscription on the wall was written by his fellow miners as a memorial to him. Oh, that's crazy. That is crazy. Oh my God. It sounds far-fetched, and obviously it's impossible to prove, but some of the results of these spirit boxes are extraordinary. This is Alaska for you. This is where the paranormal comes alive. An independence mine just epitomizes the weirdness that goes on in the Alaska Triangle. There does seem to be a heightened level of activity within the Alaska Triangle. Spirits do seem to be almost alive, more so in Alaska than other parts of the world. It is a state that was based on a high degree of hope. We have numerous individuals 
who came to Alaska because it was this amazing frontier where they were trying to make a better life for themselves. Sometimes that didn't work out. Sometimes there were tragedies attached. Sometimes those aspirations were met with disappointment. All of these things do tend to bring about a stronger connection for the spirit to the physical world. And there's nowhere where this connection is stronger than at Independence Mine at Hatcher's Pass. For Christy, life at the mine will never be the same. I am blown away. I cannot, I cannot believe what I'm hearing. Genuinely, that was freaky. That, that was freaky. The ghosts of Independence Mine are here and here to stay. But the paranormal activity of the Alaska Triangle isn't limited to ghosts. Strange creatures are said to roam the wilderness, and one of the largest and most terrifying is reputed to live in the treacherous snow-capped mountains that stretch menacingly across the state. But the snowy peaks may also be home to another ape-like beast, the White Bigfoot. So we are getting some reports of people sighting these Bigfoot-type creatures that actually have white-colored fur. A giant ape with white fur in the snowy mountains of Alaska? Surely this is the Yeti. Strange sightings from high in the mountains of the Alaska Triangle are now beginning to come to light of a large creature that can only be described as an abominable snowman, Alaska's very own Yeti. These creatures that are sighted, these humanoid, ape-like creatures, they're very tall, very shaggy. They've got extremely long limbs. Obviously, they're very strong. I think they're more than capable of surviving in this harsh landscape. They are similar to Bigfoot, but more prone to attack. Many investigators believe that the Bigfoot is more closely related to humans, while the abominable snowman or Yeti is more of a violent ape creature. And reports of this creature have been coming in from the Alaska Triangle. As an expert hunter and tracker, Chuk Rowley has been looking into some of these reports, and one from the 80s jumps out at him, as it comes from none other than the commander of a U.S. military special forces team. So I have a report here from 1988 about a military team of special forces in Alaska that had a sighting. This team went out for a training exercise. They had cross-country skis, a lot of equipment, and snowshoes. The team were high up in the Alaska Triangle, just north of the Brooks Mountain Range. They had been flown by helicopter to a remote location for cold weather training. Now, very quickly on their march, they see these tracks. The snow is two feet deep, and they're finding these tracks with a five-foot stride. I mean, they could barely get one and one-half feet stride walking in this deep snow. It's a bipedal animal, so the tracks are huge. From the impact on the snow, the team was able to calculate that this mysterious beast was in the region of an incredible 600 pounds. From that, they estimated a staggering height of nine feet. After a while of following these tracks, they hear a blood-curdling howl, a low-pitched scream 
coming from the woods, directed at them. The whole team felt it was a warning. And it was at that point that the captain decided to pull a plug on the mission and head back to the helicopter. The way it's written, the details given about the gear and the landscape, I tend to feel that this is a credible report. Cliff Barrickman is an expert cryptozoologist with a deep knowledge of natural habitats. He sees a clear link between the Yeti of Alaska and the more famous Himalayan Yeti. A lot of the habitat in Alaska actually resembles that of the Himalayas. High altitudes, cold temperatures, deep valleys. So if an animal like the Yeti could live in the Himalayas, something like that can certainly live in Alaska. And there is some remarkable evidence from the Himalayas that the Yeti does exist there. Look at this. It's one of the first photos of a Yeti footprint. It was taken by British explorer Eric Shipton high up at 19,000 feet in the Himalayas. He's put his axe next to it for scale. The footprint measures 13 inches. It clearly looks like the footprint of a giant ape. In 1986, while trekking in the Himalayas, renowned mountaineer Reinhold Messner saw an upright ape-like creature about seven feet tall hurtling between the trees. And in 1973, an American scientific expedition reported mysterious footprints in the snow that resembled those of a mountain gorilla. But there are no gorillas in the Himalayas or any other known large apes. The expedition zoologist Jeffrey McNeely said, it seems quite clear that the tracks belong to an animal which is still unknown to science. A plaster cast of the footprint found on this expedition was made at the site. And the size of this footprint, together with the one in the ice pick photo, is a good match for the footprint seen in northern Alaska by the Special Forces team. I would say that the legends of the Yeti of the Himalayans, the abominable snowman, is extremely similar to our legends here in Alaska. It's really amazing. To me, it just makes a lot of sense that they could be a distant cousin or somehow a creature may have traveled over here. A common ancestor could easily have crossed over the Bering Land Bridge, the extended ice cap that used to connect Asia and America. You look at the woolly mammoth, you look at horses, bears, all of these animals have origins in Asia. How did they get here? the Bering Land Bridge. Once it arrived in the snowy, rugged terrain of Alaska, this ancient creature could easily disappear into the vastness of the landscape. While Cliff explores below the snow line, Chuk heads up into the mountains to see for himself the natural habitat of this awe-inspiring creature. If the Yeti does exist in Alaska, its landscape like this it will be its home, perilous and seemingly endless. I do believe that there is a mysterious, dangerous, ape-like creature that inhabits the snowy mountains of the Alaska Triangle. There have been too many sightings not to believe it. But it's not just in the mountains. In the southwest of Alaska, below the high peaks, lies Lake Iliamna, 
For generations, locals here have been talking of a creature known as the Big Man. Padusha Andrews has lived in the area her whole life. She's grown up hearing these stories. It's just different things that people have experienced. Weird noises and thrashing of the trees and we just feel like something is right there watching us. One day, in midwinter, Padusha watched as one of her neighbors set off into the woods on a hunting trip. He never came back. He did not make it home, and that night it started snowing and snowing. Pretty soon we had about three, four feet. And the next day, a bunch of guys on snow machines went to look for him. They saw where he made a fire under a tree, and then it's like he got real scared of something. The men searching for the missing hunter could see that something had spooked him. From the side of the fire, footsteps ran off into the trees. He took off running on the ice in the deep snow, and pretty soon there was no more tracks. We don't know why. The footsteps suddenly stopped, but there was no sign of the man. It's as if he disappeared into thin air. It's a big mystery. Cliff Berrickman has been exploring the area around Lake Iliamna, and he's unearthed an intriguing report centered upon the local airfield that may provide a clue. Back in 1978, a flight controller was leaving work when he noticed a strange shape over by the radio tower. At first, he thought it was a large bear of some sort, but it soon became very obvious that it wasn't. Well, the guy was scared, so he shot at the thing, and he is certain that he hit it dead in the chest. The creature backed up a few steps, turned, ran across the snow-covered tundra, and off into the hills. The man was shaken by this violent confrontation, but wanted to know what the creature was. So he gathered together a small group of men to go in pursuit. Armed to the teeth, they set off, pausing at the spot where the creature had been seen. They found blood in the snow and huge 18-inch footprints running off into the hills. The size of the footprints was so shocking that they gave up the chase, turned back, and headed to safety. It's a disturbing story, but it's the high mountains that are said to be the true home of the Yeti. And now, expert hunter and tracker Chuk Rowley has hiked above the snow line to experience for himself the creature's natural habitat. If the Alaskan Yeti is out there, it would most likely be on isolated mountainsides like this. We are almost at 2,000 feet in the mountains. This is the type of habitat that a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot-type Yeti creature would live in. It's pretty rough terrain. You gotta be strong, have long legs, a warm insulation. I think it's well-suited for a Yeti-like creature. I really do. The landscape looks quite barren, but there's plenty of game. And it's not just meat that's on offer to a prime predator. Already, I have found berries. They get covered by snow, they're frozen, and they're preserved. There are what we call crowberries, little blackberries, and lowbush cranberries. And there's one right here. 
it's still good. This whole mountainside, and that's actually sweet. It's not even fermented. This whole mountainside is covered in berries. This is a big time food source. It's prime Yeti habitat, but Chuk has to get off the mountain before the weather sets in. Something is going on here. There are people disappearing, and if you're not careful, you could disappear too. It's out there, but like Bigfoot, it's an elusive creature. We've just got to watch out and tread carefully. It's the Alaska Triangle. It's a mystery. Whether it's spirits from the beyond or legendary creatures coming to life, the secrets of the Alaska Triangle are deep and impenetrable. The frozen landscape is a source of wonder, but it's here that the paranormal thrives. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.